This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Evening, fellas. Good evening. How's it going? Good. What y'all doing? Watching hockey. I'm John, you don't ever even give 60% to this podcast, do you? Mm-mm. John is currently in full-blown <laughs> Kane's gear. Not it's in not, one? It's not Kuns. It's not Kuns. Yeah. <laughs> Hurricane. That's how we say it out here. Hurricane. Hurricane. You just call them the Canes. Are they even any good? Yeah, they're number one in the league right now. In the how National many games Hockey that? League. Mm-hmm. How many games? They did just lose their first game on Saturday. Uh, so they're nine and one. That's pretty good. Jared, who's your preferred hockey team? I don't think I have one, man. Yeah, the Stingrays, Charleston Stingrays, Carolina Stingrays. (laughs) Are they an NHL team or are they like like the the Odessa Jackalopes? Yeah, pretty much something like that. (laughs) A club team. team. Or – Oh man, I can't even remember who it is now. Are they AHL or uh, the other one below that? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. <laughs> but they're a, good. I've got a buddy that's a huge hockey fan, and I just don't get it. But I can understand. Didn't either until I went to a game. Playoff game. His argument is that it's nonstop action, which I can understand. Yeah, it is. I bet NHL games. I haven't been in an NHL game before, but I bet it's a hell of a lot more exciting than a Carolina Stingrays game. Yeah, than a Stingrays game. (laughs) I bet especially like in the playoffs and stuff when it matters. (laughs) What are y'all drinking? I don't have anything. Jared, bro. I've got some old granddad mixed in with some uh, mineral water, sparkling water, whatever the hell you want to call it, and uh, some lemon. Lemon. Hint. A hint of lemon. That sounds good. John, what day are you on? What are you drinking first? Oh, I'm drinking... Dreaming Tree Wines by Dave Matthews. Nice. Some other guy after. Sean McKenzie. How is it? Good. Wait, did you say that's Dave Matthews? Yeah. (laughs) Meg's been to that winery. Oh, really? Is it in Virginia? Yeah. 
Charlottesville. Nice. That's cool. I'd like to go check that out. You know, lots uh, of drinking opportunities there. Oh, I'm sure. We brought this up before, but Dave Matthews is the largest private landowner in Virginia or West Virginia. I can't remember which one. Virginia makes the most sense because he's kind of based out of there, but could also be West Virginia just for the hell of it. It's also beautiful. He probably owns land in both. Probably. Probably owns land in lots of places. <laughs> um, but now it's a good wine. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Bottled in 2019. Hell yeah. <laughs> I heard that was a good year. It's good. It's red. And it tastes, I like it. <laughs> Paired well with the steak. <laughs> As most things do. <laughs> so, uh, John, I'm on day 64. So, just well, I would say I've completed day 64. I've already checked everything off. Just don't slip up and have a brownie before bed. <laughs> I was thinking today, like, I should cheat on day 75 so I have to start over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or I you saw could someone just keep going. I could do that. <laughs> I saw someone do that. It's like I forgot to read on day seventy five. I'm like, I bet you do that in everything in your life. <laughs> yeah, the last <laughs> minute. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping the simplest task. But as far as an update goes, I'm down thirty something pounds. Wow. Almost hit 200 miles in October. Wow. Walking, running, rucking, hiking. I haven't done a single indoor workout. You only have to do one outdoor workout a day, and I haven't done a single one indoors. My man. How was Saturday's workout? Was it cold and windy? Rainy? uh, It wasn't too bad. It was a little cold. I went for a six-mile, what I call the run. Yeah, lucky. And you're you're booking it right around, as far as I can tell. I mean, twelve fifty miles is pretty good. I mean, that's like that's like my cruising pace. So I'll take it. <laughs> and that's only thirty three percent running. So yeah, <laughs> I did walk the other day for thirty minutes, an average of fifteen minute mile, which I was pleased with. It was like. It really felt like walking with intention mm-hmm. and kind of sucked, really. It, yeah. took the, it took the fun out of my walk, yeah, which is usually just a kind of a relaxing time for me. If I can get some music going that jacks me up, I'll be at 15 minutes and without even realizing it. What music jacks you up while you're walking, John? Uh, Meek Mill. What's that? He's a rapper. <laughs> I also like The Stone by Dave Matthews. That's on my uh, frequently played No Quarter playlist. Really? The Stone? Huh. Going to have to name this episode after Dave Matthews. We've already had two references. Anyway, 11 more days, and I'm excited. I'm going to keep going. Uh, going to have to loosen up a little bit over the thanksgiving because just because i'm traveling but i did travel a couple weeks ago and had no 
actually came back having lost weight. And that's the, nice. probably the first time I've ever done that. First oh, yeah. time anyone's ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly don't. We, we, uh, we brought food for breakfast and lunch and ate at the house and only ate out at dinner. And there I made good choices. Good. I'll tell you what, I've been packing it on like a bear about to go into hibernation since Paladuro gained 14 pounds. <laughs> I think today is the first day I have ever weighed less than Barry Price. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on getting it, man. What, so speaking of vacation, you you were you went out to the coast, right? Y'all went out to the coast. Yeah, we went to the Wilmington area. We actually stayed on Oak Island, which is about forty minutes outside of Wilmington. But it's a really nice, quiet beach. It's like where people live <clears throat> when they, they want to yeah. retire and go live on the coast. Yeah, uh, on the beach to go live at Oak Island. I woke up every morning and was on the beach uh by myself at 6 a.m just me and the waves and a 20 pound ruck nice what about yeah. your fishing trip yeah tell us about the guided trip uh it was canceled what yeah he, he messaged me or called me the day before and said hey it's gonna be really windy um i don't mind going but i just wanted to set your expectations and so i did let him know that i'm a new fly fisherman so that was going to be tough for me and then he also offered up a, a spin casting or i don't even know what you call it just for trout but he also told me that they were messing with the salinity or the re recent rain was messing with the salinity so they were having trouble so oh, it's probably just not to go. Uh, Get on the guide for doing that, though. Yeah, I appreciated it. He could easily <laughs> just taking you out there and taking your four hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, let us die in the wind. Yeah. So we went to the battleship instead. It was pretty cool. There's a, I think they call it Battleship North Carolina, and it's just a World War II battleships, and you can walk through almost the whole thing down below deck and get to see how it was in world war ii that's really i'm cool. glad i wasn't on it tight quarters <laughs> apparently you shared a bunk with someone else on the other shift and you, you would yeah. sweat it was hot in there so you'd sweat while you slept and then you had to put a fire retardant cover over it which just kept it wet so and hotter, i'm sure yeah so they smelled really bad and it was <laughs> looked rough. That would be awful. I can't. It's got to be ice cold for me to sleep. Mm -hmm. You probably get used to it after. Or, yeah, or, or you're tired enough. One of the two. Yeah. It was still pretty cool. It was, I think, 15 bucks to go through the whole thing. It's not a bad deal. Not bad at was, all. They, they let you guns on the, the artillery. They did not, but those things were huge. Just standing underneath them. I couldn't imagine being near them when they were going off. Duck and cover. Plug yeah. your ears. Neither did the enemy. No. <laughs> yeah, I hate <laughs> to be on the receiving end of it. <laughs> well, what are your uh <clears throat> what are your plans post 75 hard? 
I'm still I'm going to go attempt uh, the Tennessee Mile uh, almost right after it. Uh, for those who haven't been paying attention, that's a uh, there's a it's a, I don't even know what you call it. It's a timed event, so you go for however long you signed up for. I signed up for six. They have like 12, 24, and forty hour options. Uh, doing uh, loops on Murder Mile, which is a one point one mile loop that is has three hundred plus feet of elevation gain and drop. In the one mile. And this is on on the 4th, December 4th, right? Yep. Think you got all six in you? I'm not sure. You don't have a choice. Yeah. That's that's what it's going to be is a mental toughness exercise for me. Yeah. I mean, even if you only do two laps in your last two hours, you know, it's still. Yeah. Where is this race at? In Franklin, Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. Hey, they have home of our second favorite Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking it's of Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> this is a uh, the sister race of the Midstate Mile, which we talked about um, back in the summer, where it's a last man standing, where you do the loop every 20 minutes, and if you don't yeah. finish in 20 minutes, you you're done. Is it the same course? Same, same, yeah, same course. Murder mile. The murder mile. Let's go do it, Jared. I'm, I was actually about to look it up on Ultra Sign Up right now. I think they still got openings. I signed up the day they opened. I'm going and... 48 hours, brother. <laughs> no, I'm not. That would be devastating. What's the name of it again? The Tennessee Mile. There it is. Jared, do you think you could go 100 after going 50? I know we've talked about it, but now that we're three weeks uh, removed. Uh, not on this loop. <laughs> yeah, well, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Given enough time, I, I, think, I think I could. Well, you got all the time in the world. I think we ought to do 100 for the bigger in the trail block party this year. Collectively? <laughs> yeah, collectively might work. When is it? I guess it was in May. Yeah, I was trying to remember the other day when it was. I may Get a couple it. people in it. Make yeah. Meg run 50. I'll run 10. You guys run <laughs> 20 each. <laughs> Probably get Tyler Vance to do something. Yeah. Maybe we can see how many bourbon bookshelf Strava Club miles we can get. Yeah. And then say we'll donate a dollar for every mile or something. Or five or two dollars or something. I like that idea. Huge. So big money. Man, that's that's gonna be exciting as hell. Do they have like are are there aid stations the real deal? Does it do they have it described like I can't remember. I haven't looked that much into it. I was since I'm doing a loop, I'll have a cooler there. Yeah, you may have no aid stations. You may be on your own. If I remember correctly, they had like tailwind and stuff like that. But I'll be fueling myself. Are you in a camp? It says that they have camping. I haven't decided. I know we're getting close. 
I might just hotel it so I don't have to mess with it. Yeah. It's nice. Probably a good idea. I have found I've camped before my last, well, aside from PDC, before my last two races. While I love the camping aspect of it, it is damn sure a lot easier to get ready for the race when you've got like a toilet, a toilet and a room and a house around you. Not trying to do it all by your headlamp in your tent or in the bed yeah. you pick up <laughs> at four in the morning. Yeah, I Wish did that for uh, for New River <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was two years ago already? Or I guess, no, nah, just over a year ago. Yeah, just over a year ago. There's like frost on the ground and the outhouses were ice cold. But Oh, yeah, never get warm before the run. Yeah. God, don't know. What else, John? Did you sign up for something else? You want to tell us? Yeah. About or you want to wait? I, yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, I've made it known. So I am, I signed up for the Carolina Beach State Park Half Marathon on January 2nd. John, hold on one second. Jared, are you about to sign up for the Tennessee Mile over there? Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to discuss Hell yeah. it. <laughs> we're going to discuss it. Ooh, buddy. That'd be fun as hell. But make it funner for me, too. Did, did you say Myrtle Beach? Uh, Carolina Beach. Carolina Beach. State Park half marathon. So it's actually a trail marathon. Oh, hell oh. yeah. And that's when? January 2nd. Where is that? It is in the Wilmington that same area uh cape fear is what you'd call it cape fear what well, was actually kind of cool, going going back to my trip it's one of the few places you can watch the uh sunset over the atlantic ocean what um it's, yeah it's because it's coming in and so we we went on a sunset boat tour and watched it over the atlantic ocean oh yeah here's the state park right here It's about Cape fear. What a cool name. Yes. You know, John, there's a lot of people that look like they're really hurting in these photos. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the good news is with this Tennessee mile race is if I go do one mile, uh, I, I technically don't DNF. That's just how many miles I did in the six hours. <laughs> six hours. <laughs> <laughs> surely or do you have a goal mileage in mind yeah uh 12 that's that's probably good two two per hour yeah i was kind of thinking i wanted to do, try to get three per hour to kind of be on pace with the the mid-state mile but it's 300 feet of elevation gain per lap and that's not a joke yeah and, I, and i'm not is... chad right this maybe try the, maybe try for 13 just to have that little extra yeah kind of a half up. mile yeah hey i'm looking at the time. results and there's w one person last year this is the only the second year they've done this but there's one person that that did i don't know the conditions last year but she did one loop it says 1.1 miles six hours yep what's her age 89 says 27. Oh, wow. 
Well, do two and I beat them. See, there you go. There, boom. There's a lot of 6.6s, 7.7. This thing must be a beast. Is that the six hour? Yeah, it's for the six hour. Okay, maybe I need to adjust <laughs> my. <laughs> do you have anything you can go simulate? Not really. I've been, I do a lot of loops just to kind of get the that mental aspect of just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything that I can get that kind of elevation gain. I maybe can get a hundred feet. Are there any office buildings with stairs or parking, parking garages, garages in your uh, area? Yes, there are. I could probably go find one of those. That's what I <clears throat> a free one. I feel like most you have to pay for. Oh yeah. Not that that know. matters. Not where I live. Because we don't have downtown yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could slither into a parking garage to walk around for free, surely. Oh, you're right. Might get the police called. <laughs> Security guards on their golf carts. That'd be good too, because you gotta go up and down so much because Going up is hard, but coming coming down is also hard too. Yeah, choose your hard. That's why you be hard when it gets hard. That's what she said, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, good luck, John. We'll record again before that. Should. Yes, we have one more. It's that week of Thanksgiving, though, so we have to talk about that. I'm thinking Thanksgiving Day, about 10 a.m., be a good time to record. No. <laughs> no. I'll probably have been kicked out of the house by then. <laughs> we got the turkey trot that morning. You want to hear some shit? Yeah. But Midland, Midland, Texas does not have a turkey trot. That's hmm. bullshit. What about, <laughs> what about Odessa? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to do one that bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to invest in the bulletproof vest. <laughs> there ain't much I want to do in Odessa, and a turkey trot definitely ain't one of them. <laughs> Man, that's that's I, I I expected more. Well, you shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, there's there's like there's so many running clubs over there, and I, I feel like the city would just put one on. Uh, well, so there right. may be one through the running clubs, and there may be one because Midland is notoriously bad about not advertising things oh. that are going on. Yeah. But in the run club that I am in, there is not a turkey trot that is happening. Oh. There's a Jingle Bell run on December 4th, <laughs> which I'm going to do. It starts at like 7 and goes through like the neighborhoods that are, have all the nice Christmas lights. And you're supposed to wear like a, you know, like an ugly sweater and stuff. Yeah. It's festive. That's cool. So I'm going to do that. But hopefully I'm still legged up for a 5K. Get on out there and get your run in. My new shoes came in today, so, so I'm going what'd you, to. What'd you go with? 
Uh, the exact same thing. The Brooks Glycerin GTS 19s. Nice. The exact same shoe. Boy, you wouldn't think they were the same shoe if you put them side by side, but between my old same one color. and my new one. Huh? Same color. Oh, yeah. This one of them's got 400 miles of a 250 pound man running on them. <laughs> <laughs> And the other still has some hope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just got new shoes, and then I had to wear the old ones because it was raining. And the new shoes were too new to do that to them. And my knees hurt so bad after maybe putting 50 miles on the new shoes. Dang. I'll tell you, I used to not really be a believer in – or I used to not really think shoes mattered a whole lot. Um, but ever since I started getting this plantar fasciitis and stuff, I, I think shoes matter a whole lot. Hell yeah. They do. The most important piece of running equipment. That makes sense. And good compression shorts. Close second. There's only so many pieces of equipment in running. Mm-hmm. That's you what know. sucks about running. Yeah, John's, John can't spend too much money on stuff. Yeah. I did spend uh, $100 on gloves, a hat, and socks the other day, though. Socks ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Good running socks are not cheap, but they last forever. Mm-hmm. They last forever. I just, I actually bought a new pair with my um, shoes. One pair, $13. Well, did you get some Belegas? Um, I don't know. I think they're just Brooks socks. Nice. Brooks, I bought it. So I bought it all directly through Brooks website and they're kind of dicking me around a little bit because mm-hmm. if you spend $150, you got a free duffel bag, which is yeah. sweet, by the way. looks like it's from the eighties or something. Yeah. But my, well, my shoes were 150 but that apparently didn't qualify me for the duffel bag. It had to be 150 and a penny. So I bought a pair of socks too. Did you to get, get the my duffel, duffel bag? bag? Oh, yeah, dude. The duffel bag's awesome. And I, I needed it, you know. So and I need socks. You can never have too many. Nope. Because you're always missing something. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I, like I had these socks I bought for my for my plantar fasciitis. They're $45 oh. for one pair. That's a lot for a pair of socks. Yeah, but they they work somehow. I don't know how. Um, but I lost the left one. No. One he needed. I don't know where it is. And you guys both know that my no. left leg is my freaking gimp leg. And so, <laughs> I mean, I don't is know where it's like at. shorter than the other? It might be. I don't know. Something ain't right about it. Something is not right. <laughs> My right leg, my right leg is like the leg of an Olympian. My left leg, it's like I got gout, my left toe, planter in my heel, my left ankle's swollen up like a softball. My knee doesn't work. My left hip barely moves. I can't stretch past my knee. (laughs) I think they just need to take that thing off, man. Just lock Start it off, off and put another one on here. Transplant. Better with the freaking. 
my right leg literally has zero, nothing, no aches, pings, hot spots, blisters, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did have that one on my heel. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. Uh, speaking of turkey trots real quick, I'm, I'm going to be in Augusta for Thanksgiving and uh, they have one. And it is, they list the times as central time. And Augusta what? is in eastern time. Yeah. And I am currently in eastern time. So uh-huh. it can't be just reading where I'm at. Well. <laughs> I'm not giving well, them my money. Are you going to do it? No. I'm not putting oh. money into something that this looks a sketch. Can't even get the time right. <laughs> central time. Like you just show up as you and a couple other people. Like, stress as a turkey and no one will <laughs> say a word. <laughs> um, what books y'all got? I have Billion Dollar Loser. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> I have of mice and men. I could tell what that was as soon as you picked it up. For real, you got Jared it. posted that picture the other day, and I'm like, I bet I could get that red, bring it to the podcast. So he couldn't. Should have. <laughs> it's actually not a super fast read. Yeah, it's not. It's written in that old timey, that Depression era language. I've tried to read a couple of other his other books, uh, Grapes of Wrath and East of Eden, and I haven't been able to. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> it's a damn fine book. I've got Colorado Kid by Stephen King. Um, did we have anything else we needed to discuss before we dove into books? Jared, we'll circle back on Arizona here briefly. Sure. John, let's hear it. All right. <clears throat> I have a billion-dollar loser. A lot of L's for someone who can't uh, pronounce his L's very well. Uh, it's the <laughs> epic rise and fall <laughs> of Adam Newman and WeWork. God and this dang. is by... <laughs> Reeves uh, Wideman, W-I-E-D-E-M-A-N. Um, so it is the story of the co-working company WeWork, uh, who had a very public embarrassment happen to them in recent years, and how they came into existence, um, dives really deep into the founder's uh, personality and his ego, which is part ego of the problem. The enemy. Yep. Uh, so the, the company basically started out in the early 2010s and they were a, really one of a dime a dozen of these co-working companies that basically leased space and then cut it up and released it or sublet it out essentially to, on short-term basis to um, like people that just need an office space or need a place to meet 
uh, with a conference room and Wi-Fi. And uh, what they really did differently was they had like beer on tap and uh, kombucha um, parties. I say kombucha, but I'm sure my wife would agree with you. Um, and but it's still with even with all of that, they really weren't like any different than any of the other companies that were uh, on the in the market. But uh, Adam was so good at selling it that uh, they were able to get a lot of uh, venture capital invested. And what he was doing was trying to sell it as a tech company to traditional real estate investors and a real estate company to tech investors. So they would uh, feel like they were getting into something new, but really there wasn't much tech involved in it. And it just a real estate company that was buying up leases and cutting it up and leasing it back. Uh, so, so anyway... Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Go, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's just, I think it's really well written. It goes into a lot of his childhood and how he was brought up and the day to day in the office and what it was like dealing with him. Um, it's a well known story, I guess. So it's, it's goes into how he uh, ended up in the uh, biggest IPO like flop. I guess it, it didn't go through. They were trying to get an IPO and it didn't end up happening. Um, Did he end up in prison or anything? No, he actually got bought out for $1.7 billion in cash. Jesus. Damn. Not stock in his crumbling company. Cash uh, money. Cash. By who? SoftBank is a Japanese bank. SoftBank? They were, yeah, they were a stake shareholder in the company, pretty significant. They were just trying to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Oh, another thing. They then paid him $46 million a year as a consultant. (laughs) To stay on. Yeah. Where's it at now? It's still operating. They're just losing a lot of money. They're trying to go public still. Um, I read that they lost... uh, Two billion dollars in the first quarter of this year. Wow, that's, that's hard to even imagine. By sub, they're subleasing real estate, basically. Yeah, basically, it's a office. They just go create an office space. I guess they so they they rent out a building, build it up so it's like an office space. You got glass cubicle uh, that you can go work in and reserve, and then they've got beer for you so when, when you're done with the day you, or just starting it john yeah i got everybody so. waiting till they're done yeah yeah <laughs> i guess too if i was working by myself i probably wouldn't wait either yeah yeah we we have a couple of co-working spaces here in midland um there's three that i can think of and i don't necessarily see how they make money but i've never been into one to like see how many people are roaming around in there but apparently these spaces are extremely expensive too yes like oh yeah yeah so like these here in midland you can get i mean it's like 750 dollars a month to get an office with a door 
and that doesn't really come that doesn't really come with anything like i think you still have to furnish your own computer and stuff maybe they have a computer i don't know but you can rent an office space for less than that like a real just sign a lease and so i know some of the beauty of it's not having to sign a lease but i mean you're almost better off just going the old school route yeah holy shit because the rest of it does this like cubicles and stuff um i i don't know man people who are probably just got like little side gigs and stuff i imagine yeah i could see the value in it if you needed to get out of your house yeah not a you know not everybody can work from home well including myself Uh, a little update uh they have gone public um their market cap's currently at seven billion at one point i think they were worth they were valued at uh 47 billion do they own the office space i mean what kind of assets do they have most of it was leased it was so uh, they lease it and then just mark it up turn around mark it up lease yeah they were subleasing yeah crazy he must have been a hell of a salesman he was was, (laughs) (laughs) it was crazy too like um there was one story in there about they were um i think it was the old woolworths building in new york they uh had were leasing it from or they were taking over the lease from the guardian which is a newspaper in england or great britain and but they were like sharing the space as they were renovating it and the guardian was moving out and there's a big fight between the two <laughs> companies because <laughs> adam was um they were having a party celebrating signing a new lease or something and one of the guardian people finally got fed up and went down and told them to shut up and he just turned the music up uh, <laughs> so they called the like the guardian ceo to go <laughs> they come back down there and clean it all up yeah Jeez. but it's a good book and i've uh enjoyed reading it uh pretty easy read too, short chapters uh, but there are some one-star reviews let's hear them uh my favorite there's actually only three uh this is from other countries pirated copy not an original (laughs) book (laughs) the book was damaged and not an original book the cover was full and looks pirated the pirated copy is not worth the original price of the book (laughs) you know amazon ought to have a separate review category for product quality yeah Another one, I'm not going to read it, but did compare it to Bad Blood, which we've recovered, we've covered on this podcast too. Mm-hmm. I, I bought this at the same time I was reading um, Enron, uh, the smartest guys in the room, mm-hmm. and Bad Blood, which is about Theranos, which that trial is, I think, is currently ongoing. Oh, really? Yeah. A little current event update. <laughs> but go check it out. It's a billion dollar loser by reeves weideman um yep check it out available at 
the link on our website. Jared? Yes, sir. I've, uh, I've got Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck. Um, it's a tale that follows. It's a novella. Did I say it right? Yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> novella. Novella, novella. <laughs> Anyhow, it's a tale. A tale is good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that follows uh, uh, George and Lenny. Uh, oh, Lenny. Hell, old Lenny is a, is a, is a simple guy. Um, not too, we've got one of those <laughs> he uh he uh he he doesn't think too deeply about many things um but george and lenny find themselves looking for work and uh they find themselves working on a ranch not sure where but um they go about their time there and their 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 whole their whole premise in the story is to uh to make enough money to buy a, a piece of land and uh you know raise their own foods uh you know own crops own own cattle and and for lenny to feed the rabbits he's gonna tend to the rabbits and and take care of them that's uh that that's basically their their mission throughout the book so as they're going through this this job, they're they're just trying to make money and uh, and kind of lay low. Lenny has a uh, a habit of of getting himself into trouble, not because he's he's a bad guy, but but because he's a simple guy. But uh, he uh, well put. <laughs> he uh, he he doesn't mean it really any harm to anyone, but uh, throughout through the later part of the book, he does cause harm and, uh, finds himself on the run and, and, uh, should I just spoil it? I feel like a lot of people have already read this. Yeah, this is all your classic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, old Lenny kills the wife of Curly, who is the property owner's son. And a so real Lenny, son of a bitch. Yeah, because because he uh, he he got he got carried away with touching this lady's hair, <laughs> but uh, things things got a little out of hand. But anyway, brother, I've been there. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I hope> God! <laughs> but uh, anyway, there 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 became a manhunt for Lenny and uh, George. George finds. Lenny at a spot that he told him to meet meet him at in case there was any sign of trouble. And well, uh, it was pretty sad. I I haven't read this before, and so it took a real turn at the end. And it was kind of sad that mm. George had to put down old Lenny. It's real sad. Yeah, it was kind of kind of that 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 part tripped me up. I was like, whoa, whoa! But um, I I did. <laughs> I kind of got a chuckle because on the, the very last sentence of the book, old Curly and Carlson, Carlson is another hand uh, there at the ranch, but going out on the main hunt. George and, George and old Slim are walking off off of the trail, and as they disappear, 
Carlson looks at Lenny and says, now what the hell you suppose is eating them two guys? <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, just went through this whole situation. And right. said, <laughs> There's a title. <laughs> Real simpleton <laughs> remark like that. <laughs> it kind of cracked me up, but, but uh, I thought it was a good read. Um, I, it is definitely not for everyone. Um, it's on the, it's on a lot of banned book lists for uh, racial slurs th- throughout the book. But I mean, I wouldn't let some little kid read it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, I was I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't super thrilled on it. But it was an entertaining read. I don't know if I if it'd be the first book I'd recommend to someone, but for sure. I can understand that. Uh, I'd like to see the movie. I haven't I haven't seen the movie. I think there's been several or maybe a couple different makings of it. This book was written in 19 or published in 1937. Oh really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an oldie. I think but, Steinbeck yeah. was actually a communist. Was he? Back before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but but anyway, there there's definitely one star reviews. I, I found one here. Um not pleased. Thought it was bigger, just too tiny. <laughs> Brother, I've been there. <laughs> that's an original one right there (laughs) um some horrible bindings apparently the last mass market edition did not (laughs) is not high quality it was also 18 dollars. apparently damn a depressing read don't read this book unless you have to it is depressing it is depressing man that last part (laughs) poor lenny I like. I was a fan of Lenny until the end, man. I know. I just, he just, yeah. he had good intentions, you know. Uh, you know, I found myself <laughs> not liking George, really, and then, but I found myself liking George more till more at the end. It kind of flip flopped. I'm trying to remember at the end. I I feel like George was trying to save himself a little bit. He was trying to save himself. He was trying to save himself. Uh, but also, I think he did not want the other guys. If anyone was going to do that, it was it was going to be him. Yeah, Put down Lenny. yeah, like, I can understand that too. Be like, you know, rather you than someone else. Yeah, Jared, have you ever watched the show Longmire? I haven't. My favorite scene in all of TV history is in Longmire. And uh, of mice and I men need, is in that scene. What? I need the episode <laughs> minutes. Um, I'll get it for you. I marked it down. <laughs> tell, I'm going to tell you all a little story. I saw, I watched Longmire for the first time in like 2017, probably, if not before that. I can already see John going to fact check when I was watching it the first time. <laughs> and I remembered that scene. I remembered that scene, but I could never find it. And so I watched it again, like in 
three, two years ago and I found it and I screenshot it in my phone and marked it down forever. So I can get you those exact details is what that whole story was for, Jared. Well, I'm looking forward to watching this. Is it the Lenny and George scene at the end? It's the, it's a physical book. Yeah. So there's a scene where, Oh, he, I got- there's a scene where he, he's trying to just sort some stuff out, but he lives in this cool cabin in Wyoming, which is actually oh. around Pegas, New Mexico is where they filmed most of the show. Uh. <laughs> and uh, he's sitting on his porch reading and there's a stack of books and then it pans out and there's a pile of like a hundred beer cans sitting next to his chair. <laughs> and so he's just been sitting out there reading, you know, trying to figure it out. Yeah. But then the next he had scene, just killed a man, I believe. Yeah. And then like in the next scene, he's interviewing a guy and he goes, what is, what do you make of the ending of, of mice and men? <laughs> well, so like, <laughs> you'd have to, you'd have to be there. you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> speaking of movies on i just just recently watched a movie on netflix called the ice road uh and it's got a lot of seemingly uh ties to of mice and men in it there's a hmm. the main character and then his brother's a little simple and he's got a little pet on oh, simple rat. jack That would go full retard. <laughs> Tropic Thunder reference. <laughs> we got to start referencing something, dude. <laughs> References, by the way. Uh, was there any Giardia in Of Mice and Men? Uh, no, they could have. Actually, uh, and like one of the very first scenes in the book, Lenny's drinking from a nasty pool of water, and George says, "Hey, you're gonna get sick like you did a couple of days ago." Yep, I would suspect very, very yep. high risk in that one. Yep. High risk. <laughs> he said it right there. Um, I'm glad you brought that on, Jared. Need some classics. Yeah. Yeah. I picked up this book from Dream a Lot Bookstore in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. You got a good haul from there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Give give that old lady a visit if you're in the area. Great, great deals. Great deals. Why did not? Why did uh, we not go there when when I was in town? Because I completely forgot about it. Well, I'll just come back out. (laughs) Come on, when you got some free time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got Colorado Kid by Stephen King. Picked this up while we were in Amarillo for the Paladero Trail Run. Um, I actually don't know, remember why I picked it up while we were there, but I did. Is that um, a good cover? It does have a good cover. And I've kind of been wanting to check out these hard case crime novels. And uh, I want to read a little something from the intro. Here, this is by um, this guy's name Charles Charles Ardai. He's the guy who put these uh, hard case crime novels together. 
don't know what he did before that, but uh, seems like the kind of man that gets things done. Um, with these hard case novels, he said, our goal is nothing less than to revive pulp fiction in all its lurid mid-century glory. All the books were going to be paperbacks and not 500-page doorstops either. The sort of slender volumes you could read in a sitting or two, maybe on the train heading to or from work while, or while waiting for your clothes to finish in the laundry. In terms of content, we publish stories written at high velocity, typically by authors who had to keep one, out, one eye out for the bill collectors. They pounded the typewriter keys. And they would be the type that grabbed you by the throat on page one and didn't let go till the killer was unmasked or someone lay bleeding in a gutter a scant 200 pages later. And so when I read that, I said, damn, that sounds pretty good. And uh, Stephen King now has three of these. Oh, yeah. The hard case crimes, I kind of got this cool. I mean, they're staying pretty true to what they set out to do. I probably spent about four hours in total reading time on this book. Oh. All of them have this white spine with the red and black. Um, and like I said, King has three of them. Colorado Kid, Joy Land, and then he had one just came out this summer that I think is called Later, maybe. And I think there's probably about 50 of these things in all. And I'm going to I'm gonna try to dive into them and branch out a little bit, but... This book itself is about a man that turns up dead on a beach in Maine. And really, the I'd say 90% of the book is these two uh, men who own the local newspaper telling the story of this dead man's body to their intern. And it was actually surprisingly good, I thought. In the afterword, you said you're probably, which was written by Stephen King. He said you'll probably either really hate this book or really love it, with no <laughs> middle ground. And I could see how you could feel that way. I wouldn't say I loved it, but uh, I did really enjoy it, especially as the story started to pick up a little bit. Um, I will say, this is a spoiler alert. This the uh, story really had no resolution to it is basically telling the story and they said, all right, well, we got to go get some coffee now to wrap it up, but 185 pages. Um, it has this kind of cool artwork in it throughout. Not that you guys listening can, can see it, but it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, we talk a lot about uh, pocketbooks and not liking them. And I feel like this pocketbooks is what they were kind of going for with this. And I support it. But like I said, just the whole story is literally two people telling a story to another girl. But Stephen King's the master of dialogue. So it keeps you turning pages. Um, some one-star <laughs> reviews. Terrible. Others have complained about the lack of an ending, but this book doesn't even have a middle either. The Just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> the circumstance of a, of a mysterious death are explained, and then the book ends. It's like King got bored with writing it. 
hated it. This book made me so mad, I literally threw it across the room when I was done. <laughs> so, like I said, I enjoyed it. And I will say in the printing that I have, the introduction does have a spoiler. And that spoiler is that there is no ending. So I kind of knew it was coming. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who authorizes that to have something that gives away an ending? Like in Lonesome Dove, that's a big time spoiler. Yeah. And I was warned, and I still didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot, it's hard not to. You just pick a book up and start, you know, start going through it. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I've started reading those introductions, too, instead of just skipping them. Yeah, me too. Did you say you would recommend it? Yeah, I think so. If uh, I mean, it's obviously, it's not Stephen King's best work, but... Yeah. I, I mean, I... I enjoyed it. I was turning the page, the pages. He probably wrote that in one setting. I bet he did. He's like, oh, I got this idea. Let me whip it up real quick. Well, and there's actually more on that in the introduction because the author wanted the author, I mean, not the author, the this guy, Charles R. Dye had written Stephen King to actually get Stephen King to write the addict, the introduction to these books, to one of these uh -huh. books, just to have his, have a big name tied to it. Yeah. And Stephen King actually wrote back saying, I'll do you one better. I'll write you a whole damn book. Really? Yeah. And now we got three of them from him. So I'll probably hop on the other two here pretty quick. May as well. Yeah. Got some momentum. Yeah, and I got I'm uh, I'm ten books behind on my reading goal with uh, not much time left. To read, so it's gonna be hard to obtain. Yeah. I ain't scared of hard things. Some more, more novellas. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I draw the line on counting as a book, but it gets thinner and thinner the later in the year I get. <laughs> He's not scared of hard things, but yeah. he's going to make it as easy as possible. Hey, it's going on my list. Yeah. It's going on my 2021 20, list. So, and like I said, I think there's about 50 of these things from all different kinds of authors. So, um, check them out. The Hard Case Crimes. I think it'd be cool to have a whole shelf just of those. You know how people always have their like Louis L'Amour shelf? Yeah. Have you a Hard Case Crime shelf? My old paperback books of Louis Moore. I'm gonna have a uh, Hank the Cowdog shelf. You should. I've actually been thinking about hitting those. Maybe that's what I'll do to get my 10. I'll read the first 10 <laughs> <laughs> Hank the Cowdogs. I don't know if I've told this story before, but in fifth grade, I did a report on where I anywhere in the world that I wanted to go visit. It was Perryton, Texas. <laughs> oh, See, man. Yo, meet Hank the Cowdog. Yeah. I, I wrote the Chamber of Commerce, and they sent me a packet. Really? Of, of, of yeah, Hank the of, cow dog stuff. No, of like Perryton propaganda. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, uh, John Erickson's actually from Midland. Hmm. I think. I think though, he's like one of those people that was born here and then got the hell out. Left when he was like four days old. You know. 
and they just claimed him. Some other notable celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Woody Harrelson's actually a, a notable one. And if y'all have never looked up Woody Harrelson's uh, upbringing. Son of a hitman. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's worth reading. Even that show, the podcast will tell you a lot. Which one? Boomtown? Son, son of a hitman. That's about Woody Harrelson? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. His dad was a, a, a professional hitman. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me, let me double check this real quick. <laughs> no, that's true. I don't know. I hadn't heard about the podcast, but that's definitely true. His dad killed a federal judge in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is also from Midland. What? Yeah, comes back quite frequently too to play polo of all things <laughs> in Midland. Yeah, it's a weird fucking town, man. Don't even get me started. Polo. I thought I thought that's something that I would do in like Kentucky. Yeah, well, you would think Mississippi, Alabama, or something. They definitely do it in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, we had Savannah. <laughs> Savannah. Oh man, I saw this. I sent it to John. This video of Cartman. They had him acting like uh, John Candy or whatever from Django Unchained. No. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Talking about college athletes. <laughs> Oh, no. It's <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. He stays in so character. True. He's like, screw you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> I'll send it to you, Jared. It's good. Yeah, I'll see, <laughs> see it. Taking that part out, too. <laughs> um, you guys got any, anything to close on? On white? What about so, Barry sent me a picture of a meal that oh. Ron White shared on Instagram yesterday. And it was in anyway, so it's a big old tray of barbecue that looks amazing. And it's in Durham, North Carolina. And Barry says, if I ever come see you, we're going to eat here. And so I'm like, he didn't even share the the restaurant location. I can't <laughs> even figure it out. It just it's just a plate of food. So I went through looking at the comments and someone said, Ron, this was a tagged photo from the restaurant from 2019. Why are you being inauthentic? Uh, but I still love you. And I went and checked and sure enough, it was a tagged photo from 2019 from some random oh. person. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The exact same photo. I I like checked. I'm like maybe it's the same plate, and they just put it together the same way right. every time. No, it's Is identical. Even there in it's Durham or at the barbecue place. Both. He was in Durham. Well, and that too. You said he posted the picture on Sunday, and that place yeah. is apparently closed on Sunday. Yeah, that person also yeah. pointed that out. <laughs> that very observant person. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean that's next level observant. Yeah. Or just a huge fan. 
Yeah. <laughs> of the barbecue, the barbecue place. And Ron White. <laughs> yeah. It did look delicious, though. You know, we, uh, I used to think Brick Vault was probably the best barbecue I've had. Um, in Marathon, Texas. It's not worth the drive, but it's good. <laughs> um, just kidding. It's, just don't um, go out there. Yeah. <laughs> but recently, the meat market where I get my steaks and stuff here in Midland, the Tall City Meat Market has started. They like open their store up, have a restaurant in half of it now. Mm. And they have got some fucking good barbecue. Maybe better than Brick Vault. I don't even know what my number two is. Cooper's and Lano, probably. Blacks. I've never been to Blacks. I actually really enjoyed Scogners too, and I was about to bring that up. Yeah. The, maybe may not be world class meat, but the potato salad and the um, I've been gone so long now. Hash and rice, yeah, I've yeah, the hash. Incredible. Apparently, the hash and rice is like a really well, specific thing to the, Sorry, to John. that area, to the Augusta area. Yeah, it's only in the uh, what is that? The lower lower Savannah, uh, central Savannah, Savannah statistical areas. Yeah, it's the CSRA. I mean, that's that's literally the only place that has that hash. I think. What kind of hash? It, sheesh! It's some kind of like, almost like a gravy. Well, made I mean, from I the, every the restaurant pork. has hash, man. What bullshit? Every, every barbecue joint around here has hash. No, oh. I was gonna say name one place in Lubbock I can go get a plate of hash. <laughs> Probably can't. That's like a. That's like a. It's really rooted in like the South Carolina, Georgia kind of area. The pulled pork region. I had some brisket hash. From uh, Fox Brothers in Atlanta. I think I, think I ate there last really when I was. We ate barbecue one time there. That's a good joint too, man. They sell Lone Star beer there. Hmm. Drink cold case Lone Star beer. Yeah. Well, I just had a couple. <laughs> You know what I mean. They are not. They weren't Lone Star prices. <laughs> <laughs> it costs money to drive them a thousand <laughs> miles up that way. Jared, you got any closing thoughts? Uh, keep getting your miles in, man. Get out there and do it. It's like perfect running weather right now. Yeah, the weather has been outrageously fantastic here. It's almost annoying how good it is. The last few days have been great. (laughs) What, Jared? (laughs) Shots fired. You going to take advantage of it? Dude, I'm out there in it every day. I played golf on Saturday. Walked at least 30 minutes every day this week. I mean, running-wise. 
Well, Jared, I just told you a few minutes ago, my new shoes are in as of five o'clock today. So I'm going to start running tomorrow. Looks like the Canes just scored a goal. (laughs) Tied it up. Just giving you shit, Barry. Yeah, I don't appreciate it. I'm kidding. I do wish I could. And I will tomorrow. He did just run a 50K. I'm going to give him a little shit. It's almost a month ago. It's like it's in the, <laughs> it's like it never even happened at this point. Can only milk that for so long. <laughs> After hey. my marathon in 2018 is like May of 2019. I'm like, you know, I think I'm finally recovered. <laughs> 30 pounds heavier <laughs> better go see what we can do hey what are you what are you gonna do with big bend are you going i think i'm i think i'm gonna do the 50k i don't know if we talked about it i'm signed up for the 50 mile but i think i want to do the 50k just to um I think I want to get a couple more under my belt before I do a 50 mile and also want to see what I can do in a little bit more normal circumstances. Right. And with, you know, having one under my belt already, things like that. No, what's coming. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you never know. It's the risky run. But I'm excited for it. I bet it's going to be pretty awesome. January 16th, I think. I'll have to see if my wife will let me come out there. Is it going to be as well supported? No idea. What's the deal with it? It's an out and back. Oh, shit. 15 one way and 15 the other. I think so. It may be a little off from that. It may actually be a lasso. Yeah. But I'm not, I'd have to look to to confirm that. Um, But I think some of it's on like a road, like a, um, like a backcountry road. Yeah. So if that's the case, I would suspect it would be decently well supported. You could drive out there, you know? Yeah. If you can drive out there, why run it? Good question. <laughs> I sent Barry. I think I sent Barry. I think I sent you both a meme earlier. <laughs> said, "Did you know that the day following a marathon, you can drive the course for free? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> Way easier. Doesn't uh, take nearly as long either. Yeah." Shoot, some roads it might. Jared, you could. It took me and John nine hours to drive River Road and Big Bend. You could probably run it nine hours. Yeah, maybe maybe running. But all right, guys, I don't have anything. Stack your books too. Log your miles and don't steal pictures of barbecue restaurants. Go (laughs) Braves! You'll get caught, man. You can't do anything. (laughs) Oh yeah, and go Braves. That's something to follow up on from last episode. Oh yeah, yeah. They won. 
Damn really, shame. really wasn't even that entertaining to watch, unfortunately. Astros, dude, the pitching for Astros, man. We when Lance McCullers injured his, he like strained his arm or something like that. His forearm, just a bad omen, dude. I was like, man, this is not going to be good. Our ace broke his leg in the first game. Huh? The Braves' ace broke his leg. Yeah, but dude, we 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 didn't have Verlander. We didn't have. But anyways, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I'd rather see them win it than 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 the Dodgers. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I think we could all agree on that. I'd probably say so too. I'm actually pretty indifferent, but uh, I don't want to support anything coming out of California. So. <laughs> Avocados. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links, which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.